you're listening to Once Uponeth a Time. I'm Josh. <laughs> I'm Steph. Why are you giggling already? Just because you don't like the name of the show, and I think it's very <laughs> clever. And so I think it's funny that we're doing it, and you're saying it, and you can't stand it. I think it's amazing that we're doing the show, period. Why? Well, because we've been talking about this for since forever. Yeah, we have. That you and I would sit down and do a podcast, mm-hmm. and now we're doing it. Now we're doing it. We're doing one anyway. We'll see if anybody likes it. <laughs> True. <laughs> we may just do one. True. Well, what we've found is that we got to get all our content in first, mm-hmm. and then then we can have fluff. Oh, I'm good at fluff. But, okay, remember, content. this is fluff. family friendly. <laughs> right? family so, friendly. Just like sitting downstairs in the living room <laughs> with the kids. Got it. Uh, so we decided, uh, we, okay, so we wanted to do a podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, for those of you who don't, don't know, Steph is my wife. Hello. Hey. Hi. I'm glad you could make it. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, you've probably heard her before. Uh, unless you've got your kids listening w- listening with you, yeah, then you, you probably listened. haven't heard her at all. But yeah. she was on episode thirty eight. That was thirty nine. No, it was thirty eight because Mario was thirty nine. Right? No, Mario, Mario was. Uh, anyway, I was on one of episode thirty eight of the nth cast. Yes, with JD. With uh, we we did uh, the man, the from, man Uncle. from Uncle. Go and see it if we, you haven't seen it. We needed her help. Yeah. We needed her help because we just couldn't do it justice without Mm-mm. her, and we're glad. <sighs> are you, you going to be able to keep this family yeah, friendly? Yeah, okay, so it. we we thought long and hard <clears throat> uh, about what we should, what our topic should be, mm-hmm. and we went back and forth, and you finally came up with the idea that we should just do a podcast about once upon a time. Right. Why is that? Well, because there's, you know, there's some few shows that we can watch as a family. That's something that we really struggle with. We have four kids um, ranging in age from seven to 12 or 12 to seven, depending on how you look at it. And so there's very few things that we can sit down and watch together. Now, as I was thinking about this tonight, I thought, you know, it's funny. We're so particular about what the kids watch, but yet we're watching wrestling every week and there's naked women and swearing and half naked men. That's okay because it's you know not real. Well, it's not the Attitude Era anymore. So that's true. We're we're so. not with yeah. Anyway, but um, so we do watch Once Upon a Time together. It's like an event, and and then I was thinking too. You know, when we first started watching Once Upon a Time, when it first started, like we were in on it every week, but we didn't let the kids watch because they were in bed. They were younger, and when it came on, they were in bed. Or we taped it or whatever. And yes, I, I- do still say taped. <laughs> I hope that doesn't annoy anybody. That's how I grew up. Um, but then we wouldn't let them watch it. Remember, and they wanted to so bad. Wyatt so badly wanted to watch the show when he got a little bit older and, and saw the commercials and stuff. And we're like, mm, Regina rips people's hearts out. Probably not okay. But then the summer, we found it on Netflix, and we binged watched the entire four seasons with them. Right. And so there were, I mean, it was almost every night we were watching. Oh, every night. At least two episodes. At least. And when it, when the little thingy comes on at the end, the kids would scream, no. No, one more. <laughs> one more. One, one more. more. No, it's it's been it's three. Time for we bed. can go to bed. It's We've, okay. Yeah. We'll do it tomorrow. Uh, but they've they've thoroughly enjoyed it. Oh yeah, we've thoroughly enjoyed it. Yep. I, I think at times you know it's a little it's a little cheesy. It's a little corny. Uh, but overall, it's it's a it's a good. Uh, well, it's a fantasy show, sure. and there isn't, like you said, you're absolutely right. There isn't anything on TV today that you mm-hmm. can really, as a family, sit down 
uh, and watch and enjoy. Mm -hmm. And even, even now I'm thinking of some of the, even some of the language they use in the show is not stuff that I would have grown up with. So things certainly have changed. changed, Uh, I do like, I do like how they take, the traditional stories and characters and turn them upside down mm-hmm. and turn everything on, on its ear. Uh, and I'm sure that we're going to get into uh, some of that as this podcast uh, progresses. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the thing. We don't, we don't have a set uh, vision for this podcast other than we have some, some main ideas of what we want to do and what we want to accomplish and what we want to talk about. And first and foremost is the show uh, but you know, who's to say that we don't expand the conversation to fairy tales in general and, uh, maybe somewhere, somewhere down the road, we'll talk more about just, uh, our lives and, and the fairy tale, and, that it and is. the fairy tale yes. marriage, the fairy tale marriage. Have. Yes. Well, we do tend to go down on tangents, so there's <laughs> no telling what we'll start talking about. Um, so you know that that said i i feel pretty comfortable about just jumping right into sure, season 5 episode 1 and uh to to give everyone a little bit of context we just got finished watching episode 2 yeah so it's going to be really so, hard it's going to be really hard <laughs> like, to not say anything too I gotta, much I got to go backwards and not not do a spoiler. Yeah, and not we think about it. We haven't decided what day necessarily this is going to drop, uh, but once we decide a day, we'll we'll make sure that we're consistent in getting yeah, that and out. Current, uh, yeah, and uh, somehow fit somehow try to fit this in with all the other uh, podcasts that are underneath the nth cast umbrella. And uh, Ella, you know, Ella. I think maybe part of the reason why we're doing this podcast is so that you and I can actually get some time alone yeah. in the same room. There is that. There is and that. actually have a conversation. Yep. And uh, this is probably going to be the first time in a while that I'm actually going to look at you and listen wow. uh, to, to what, you, what you're saying. That is awesome and, on a uh, whole bunch of levels. <laughs> and, not, and not just ask you, huh? huh? What? What was that? What, what was that? Uh, so no, I think it's going to be a lot. Of, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm excited for it, yep. uh, and we're going to see where it goes. And so, season five, episode one, "The Dark Swan." The Dark Swan. You know, we've thought about it, and we've seen the once we started seeing the pictures, the kids were getting so nuts with the white eyebrows and the white hair and the dark, 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 and just um, the white just, eyebrows are a little weird. Well, but she doesn't. Mm. Yeah, episode one, she doesn't have the white eyebrows yet, but in the commercials... Oh, she did. Oh, dang it. No, she doesn't. Well, she didn't in episode two either. If you haven't seen it, they're not there but yet. But in the promo, in the she promo, had them, so I'm a, not... It's not a spoiler. Right, it's not a spoiler. It's in all the all the pictures. <laughs> She's got the feathers and stuff. She's very black swanny. Can I say that? Yeah, you can say black swan. Yeah, she's black, black swans swan. do exist. No, the movie. Remember the black oh, swan? Uh, Is I it Natalie Portman? I, I know that. we didn't see it because it was twisted. We did not see that. But you love twisted movies. I'm really kind of uh-huh. shocked you didn't see that one. Put it on your cast list. We should. You should see the I'm the, sh- I, the If it's swan. twisted, I'm sure JD's seen <laughs> sure. it. Oh, I'm sure he has seen it. Are you kidding me? Fairly certain yeah, I'm he's, sure seen he's seen that. It. But remember, family friendly. I know. Okay. Know. We're doing good so I far. I didn't say impressed. anything. Wow. <laughs> Make it sound like we're some horrible people. Dark Swan. Dark Swan. No, it was um, It was really kind of cool, too. They had the fan show in the front of the show. Mm-hmm. And so seeing all the people who play the characters talk about the characters, that was a lot of fun. And seeing them answer the questions. And um, so that was cool. So you kind of got your, your appetite wet for the show. 
And then we kind of dove into episode one and it was pretty awesome. You know, it was just exciting to see them all again, as goofy as that sounds, you know, when a show's been gone. You know, back in the day, you didn't get your shows on Netflix and you didn't have Hulu. You just watched the show. And so it would end in, what, May? And then nothing until September. And so that first show, you were like, oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait. You know, so it's kind of cool to see that again. Well, no, I think it was even worse than that. You you would, that last show would be an actual almost, you know, six months. Sure before you got to see it again. Yeah. And uh, so it ends, so it ended with a cliffhanger. So maybe we should go back into season four. Uh, I'm sure everyone knows. If you're listening, you know if what happened. Yeah. <laughs> and it, yeah. If but, not, you should, yeah. <laughs> this is maybe not the best place to start. So it's not a spoiler that Emma is the new Emma's the dark new dark one. one. And there yes. is no savior. Well, yes. Well. There's no savior per se. A a true savior. A true savior, like okay. she was. But let's get back to episode one. Mm-hmm. What was your what was your overall impression of the episode? Liked it, hated it, meh. No, I you know, I liked it a lot. I um I really, 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 really wish they could just let these people be happy for like just the like even one episode of happiness would be fantastic. But um, no, I liked it a lot. And, you know, we've talked a lot just about I think it's I think it's funny. I think it's becoming more and more um, sharp, I guess, is the right word with just with the humor. It's getting witty. Witty. Thank you. That's the right word. With the little Rumpelstiltskin on her shoulder. That's what you kept saying. Oh, look, it's the little bad guy, the good guy, the bad guy on her shoulder. I love the element of Rumpel being in the coma, mm-hmm. but still being like her conscience or the opposite kinda like, of her conscience. Kind of like a reverse Jiminy Cricket, kind of like oh, a nice. bizarro yeah. Jiminy, if you will. Yeah, exactly. Um, I don't know. Uh, it, it was interesting. It just, uh, just, well, Robert Carlyle brings a certain glee he to does. that side of he the does. character anyway. The whole be he really kind of plays at the whole beast mm-hmm. uh, persona. Mm-hmm. And uh, I can imagine as an actor, uh, he probably really relishes those times where he can be behind that makeup sure. and just kind of let go and it. be loose. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, he's like, oh, yeah. Uh, when she met Merida, mm-hmm. he's like, oh, yeah, I like her. Okay, now. Break her neck. Break her neck, yeah. yeah so. And then when he met Merida, too, when she was talking and, she, and he said something about, she's hard so, so hard to understand. Those Irish people are so hard to understand, which is funny because. She's not Irish. Well, but he, that's he, what he, he said. Irish. He's yes, Irish. Yes, he is Irish. And so it was that funny was that funny. he said that about her. <laughs> like, oh. Uh, so in this episode, we get introduced. Um, and, you know, we're just going to play free loose on this first episode. And okay. we're going to kind of find our way in how we want to talk about sure. the episodes. Um, uh, I don't think we're ever going to want to watch them and make commentary at the same time. I don't no. think that would quite work for this show. No, probably not. Uh, but one of the things I like best and things I'm excited for the most is the fact that we introduce a new realm, and that's Camelot. Camelot. Mm-hmm. What, what a, I can't think of a, a richer, uh, more historic realm, a, 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 a world than Camelot mm-hmm. and the Knights of the Round Table. Yeah. And I'm really excited for that because that that harkens back to the stuff that I really dug when I was a kid. You dug uh, it? Oh, I dug it. Uh, anything to do with, <laughs> with the Knights of the Round Table. And um, uh, th- we don't have too many adaptations that are like uh, 
well, there's a handful of adaptations that are really good. Um, Excalibur being one of the best mm-hmm. ones, and that's so violent. And in uh, the the first night uh, with Sean Connery and Richard Gere, uh, that was really that was pretty good as well. Knight's Tale doesn't count, huh? Well, no, no, <laughs> that wasn't, no, was like- that wasn't. Camelot. I know, but it was a but, night and it made me think of Heath Ledger. And anyway, I digress. And uh, I think there was the musical Camelot, right? With mm-hmm. Richard Harris. Didn't see that. Didn't see. Really? You haven't yeah. seen that? We may have to go back and no, not watch I, that. I have no desire. Because to watch I am that. not a fan of musicals, as you know. Yeah. And it is Harris, a known fact that I am not a fan don't of do musicals. musicals. Uh, all that to say, Camelot is one of the oldest. Uh, stories and it's a very rich world and so I'm excited for that um, but they also brought in Merida Merida. And, Merida and she was a key figure in this episode I... and uh, it looks like it's a, a few years down the road from from when the movie mm-hmm. uh, because she was she's she had to be a little bit older now because she's queen now she's queen now and she's like her brothers have been taken and so she's she's on a quest to get them back and so we don't really know what happened from the time that her movie ended till now, but that's what she's off doing when she meets Emma. I don't know about you, but I want to see more of her character this season for the simple fact that I want to I want to meet these brothers because they were they were one of the fun parts of, of, the movie. Um, yeah, of Brave of Brave. Mm-hmm. And uh, they they're going to be a little bit older, but just uh, I, I hope they have that same playfulness that they had. You think uh, we'll see them? You know, I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I mean, she she needs to rescue them, right? That, well, so the yeah. whole episode was around. Uh, they're in this realm, and uh, Emma mm-hmm. was going to partner with Merida, Merida to get maybe, a will of the wisp, right? But they were also going to both leverage the power. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Merida needed it to help rescue her brothers. Uh, and Emma wanted it for... To find Merlin. Okay. And because why does what, she need to find Merlin? Because what they were told by the apprentice dude as he's laying on his sofa in the um, shop that Rumpel owns, which, I mean, really, there's a bed in there that people sleep in all the time. That bugs me. But I digress again. <laughs> um, so as he's laying on the thing and he hands him the little um, wand, he said that Merlin can help them figure out how to defeat the Dark One and end all of this. And so that's what they're looking for. They're looking for Merlin... And, um, so that's, that's where Emma is going. She figures if she has the will of the wisp, which apparently according to bad rumple on her shoulder, if she has it and speaks to it, it'll take her to where Merlin is. And that's the, that's the attraction of the will of the wisp. And so that's what the two girls set off to find together. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> and do they succeed? <laughs> well, they, um, they form this little partnership and then they end up, it goes well. Oh, it didn't go well at first. And then it went well. And then it didn't go well again. And then it went really badly. Um, and and so it was kind of interesting to see just the difference. When Emma was Emma, everything was cool. And Merida was not so trusting, rightfully so. And she kind of thought she was losing her mind because with Rumple, bad Rumple on her shoulder, she can see him. Emma can see him, but nobody no else, else can. can. That's right. And so she's talking to him. And j- people just think she's talking to the air. And so Merida got a little creeped by that because she was, Emma was talking to Rumple while they were laying down asleep and she was talking about, I don't want to kill her. I don't want to do this. And so Merida hears the one side of the conversation, gets up in the morning and leaves before Emma can. And um, anyway, then Emma starts kind of uh, transporting, transporting trains. 
poofing. She does the teleporting. Teleporting. Thank you. I was that's thinking the bamfing. She was bamfing. Bamfing, like night night crawler. <laughs> exactly what she was doing. Well, that's why she they does you- have the smoke. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Poof. They just need to make reference to smelling sulfur. <laughs> That'd be awesome. I was thinking about that too. Did you just bam? Did you just bam? Excuse me. Um, anyway, so she bamped. <laughs> bad Rumple taught her how to bamp from place to place. And that was one of the first things that she learned with her bad powers, her evil powers. And so she bamped to where Merida was. And then the next thing you know, she's ripping out Merida's heart. And so that was actually kind of cool. Twisted, but cool. That's something that's always bothered me is the fact that they can rip people's hearts out, but the people still be alive Unless they crush the heart. Yeah. And there's no goo. Well, it is a family show. No, I I know that. But I mean, it's just interesting that they can just it's, reach in, grab it, yank it out. And there's no, no well, it's a represent, it's a now, every once in a while you right. see, um, what was it? One of the episodes, I can't remember. It was one time last season. It was the only time I ever saw her do it. Regina did it to somebody. And then when she put it back in, she wiped her hand on her dress. And that was the first time I'd ever seen one of them do that. And I thought that was interesting because that's not something, usually it's just, they just go about their business. I wish I could remember who it was. Was she eating chocolate before she did that or <laughs> I something? I don't think it's she just, was eating. No. I don't she think just, she was eating at the time. Because no. then it would have been funny if she like licked, licked her, her finger. finger. <laughs> no. No. I don't okay. think so. No. Uh, okay. So meanwhile, while this is happening, I think we kind of skipped ahead of ourselves a little bit. The The good crew... The townspeople. The, the, the townsfolk. <laughs> Charming, Snow White, Hook. Hook. Um, Henry. Henry. Grant. Well, they went Regina. to Granny's. Regina. They all, and Robin. Robin and Robin. Hood. They went to Granny's because that's where you go in times of crisis. They, they, well, because at the end of season four, Emma got sucked away, mm-hmm. right? And Hook wanted to command her with a knife, but he couldn't because she was in a different realm. Realm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they, they need to get to this realm that she's at so they can help her. And there's really only one way they can do that. Well, they have to have Zelina, Zelina. That's hard to say. Her name is tough. It's very hard to say. They have to have her help. And needless to say, Regina does not want any part of this crazy redheaded woman. No, no, I wouldn't want any part of her. And just the stuff that she does. I mean, Hook ends up going back and, and without doing it play by play hook ends up going back with henry and trying to get her to help him and she ends up cutting off her own arm to get the bracelet off she's got her little magic bracelet on that regina slapped her on so she can't do magic where she is sorry and um so she chops off her own hand and then poof takes the wand that the apprentice had given them that would help them open the portal to camelot to the next realm and um, they ended up getting it back because she tried to trade Robin for it. And Regina said, Mm-mm, no, not no. happening. No, no. girlfriend. <laughs> Sorry, put him back. Sisters share, but not like that. No, they do not. And so we saw a little bit of the fiery Regina again because, you know, you don't mess with Robin. No, no. And um, so then Selena got her little magic cuff back on. And so they were able to open the portal. And the key was they had to have something of the persons that they wanted to be near. And so she brought... Emma's baby blanket, which was sweet. Oh, and so they all were at Granny's, and um, Snow even had the baby, which oh, I yeah. thought was interesting. Yeah, weird. Yeah, I mean, I get it. Yeah, but I don't get it. I mean, but at the same time, who's going to take care of the baby if they're all at Granny's? Yeah. Anyway, I didn't think that was a very good parenting moment. There, let's go to a different realm and grab your baby. But to be fair, they put their firstborn child in a tree. In a tree. That's true. That's a good point. These maybe aren't aren't (laughs) the best parents. They haven't really established that they make good parenting choices. Or maybe they just didn't want to be away from them because of what had happened the first go around. Eh. Maybe they're a little hovery. 
Who knows? I, I a helicopter. Yeah. I could get Yeah. <laughs> I could get that. So they're all at Granny's and they're trying to hold down everything. And um so the whole thing, very Wizard of Ozzy, picked up mm-hmm. and took them to poof, Camelot. Right. All of Granny's diner. And all and the the, the dwarves came in too. That was kind of funny. They were like, No, we want to go, we want to go. We never get to go on the adventures. And they don't. They never do. And it's good because I always like the dwarves. So I them like getting the a little more involved. Uh, they've always been kind of neutral. Yeah, right? except so, the whiny one. Yeah, I don't like the whiny one. I don't one. like the whiny dwarf. I and like, I can't figure out who he is. I have to look it up. There's no whiny. Hmm. It's not sneezy. No. Grumpy, we know. It's not bashful. Right. Not dopey. I don't know, I don't know who know the why. whiny one would be. We need to work on that. Bashful, we should dopey. know that. If we're going to do a podcast about we need to know who the dwarf is. Time, we need to know if what you know characters. who the dwarf is. <laughs> no, I mean, really, I can't think of who the whiny one would be. It's, I'd have to, I'm going to have to figure it it's out. It's okay. There's a lot of characters to keep up. There's with. a lot of characters. And but you know, Red hasn't been around. And that is a crying I know, you, you love shame. Red. I know. She does actually have, uh, I think just released is a, in hardcover, is a novel mm. that's about uh, Red's backstory. Oh, like the Once Upon a Time Regina one we have? Yes, but that's a graphic novel. Oh. Uh, this is an actual uh, novel with just words. No pictures. <laughs> no pictures. Yeah, imagine Oh, we'll that. never get it. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want that uh, in our house. Red is one of my favorite characters, not because of the reasons you're thinking The of, way she looks. But I love the fact that they took um, Red Riding Hood and the wolf, and they made Merged Red... In. Into the werewolf mm-hmm. because you know where I love werewolves, you do. and so making her and Granny both that way, um, uh, that's awesome. You know, and, and and I know this is not anything to do with season five, episode one, but her okay. story to me is one of the saddest ones. No, that, true. With what happened to her boyfriend, I mean, that's just one of she the saddest it. ones. Yeah, that, she did it. Oh man, she sure did. That's not something you ever get over. No, I hope that we get to see more about because really honestly she's just a fringe character yeah. uh, other than season one she's just kind of in the background and yeah. i kind of hope at some point she kind of is Moves brought forward, forward. Yeah. and i feel like she will because if she was just uh if there wasn't like any real plans for her somewhere down the road she wouldn't still be around i don't think yeah you know they would like you know maybe Hey, we're never going to do anything with this character, so we'll just write her off of the show. Yeah, and I, they've true. never done she just that. Not She's around. just not around. And I think I think something big is on the horizon for her. maybe not this season, but I think soon. Hmm. I mean, they did write the novel, true. So I feel like they're kind of building, true. Maybe building towards something. Yeah, well, so time will tell. We'll, I suppose we'll see. So overall, the first episode um, I thought was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's a lot of potential this season sure. for this um, storyline, the the dark savior, which, um, well, she's not the savior anymore, but making the savior dark because no one else could take on that power mm-hmm. um, is something that's interesting. Uh, it's not something I think you'd ever see in a traditional fairy tale because they're all very black and white. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the cool th- things that the show has done the best is kind of kind of add some tones into things that we traditionally saw as very black and white. And 
Well, you know, and we, we've talked about too, and this is something that we have kind of talked to the kids about, especially last season when Emma found out that her parents had done what they did to protect her from ever turning evil. And they, they made such a bad choice with, um, with Lily and with, um, Maleficent, uh, yeah, sorry, I just had a brain fart. Um, with Maleficent, as far as is making her baby be evil instead of Emma being evil, and so there was so much commotion about that and just the choices that they had made. And so we did have conversations about that with the kids, you know, just about lying and, and things like that. Because, like you said, typical fairy tales: there's good and there's bad. There is no gray. There's no, you know, there's black, there's white. There's no gray. And on this show, black and white. There's a lot of gray because the good people do things that they probably shouldn't be doing in all in the name of good, which mm-hmm. with the best of intentions, with the best of intentions. <laughs> and we know, we know how that works. Ooh, yes. Out. You always know how that works. Um, and you know, there was a quote in the, um, in the fan episode and I actually wrote it down because I actually love this quote. It says, darkness is more powerful than the light. And then they said, sometimes the light is more powerful than the dark. And it was like, you know, I think that's an interesting that's an interesting quote. You're looking at me like I have two heads. I just like that because you, the darkness is more powerful than the light. You kind of think about that for a minute and then you say, but sometimes the light is more powerful than the dark. You're saying the exact same opposite. You're saying, you're saying the exact oh, I'm, same I'm going to let you get through this. Just, <laughs> oh, no. You can get there. I know I can. You can I, do I this. Can, it's in my head. I can figure out how to say it. That'll be the bonus. But, you know. I, I, I think it's about, for me, if you give darkness the power it can feel and seem like it's greater than the light. Oh, that's good. Right? Yeah. Because I I think, you know, as we're sitting here in our nth castle, yes. in the studio. The nth castle. And we have the light on. Mm-hmm. What happens when we turn out the light? It becomes dark. That's, right? that's very good. But the darkness isn't greater than the light because by one flick of a switch, the light, the light drives all the darkness away. So... Something, something to consider, but all in all, what this show has done, I think a good job of is it has given us talking points uh, for our children. Um, We've had discussions, but it starts discussions with our kids. And I like that Mm -hmm. um, because I think some people would argue, well, you know, maybe it's not the best family show. And, you know, hey, everyone's entitled to their opinion. And I think on some points, you know, I I could see someone's stance on that because there there are a few curse words thrown in. You know, it's not completely G. Mm -hmm. Uh, And there's things that adults do with other adults when they're consenting. And and Mm -hmm. so, but all of this is part of what the real world is, right? And so... We're, it's blending reality and what happens in the real real world with uh, – I struggle with that a little bit there. Real, real world. Real world. Real, real. real world. <laughs> uh, blending the real world with these fantastical stories. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. whether we like it or not, at some point our kids are going to face these realities. Sure. And if – we don't have these conversations with them now and these talking points. Um, I think we're doing them a disservice by not equipping them to be able to make the good choices sure. and make decisions. Uh, and I think that's something that uh, fairy tales in general uh, do 
that's very important. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you? Do we have anything else about the episode that we wanted to comment on before um, I go off on a tangent oh, yeah, as I want to do? You're about to do. You know, before we before we actually stop talking about that episode per se, um, the I think one of the coolest things aside from Rumple on my shoulder, which was probably one of my favorite parts of the episode, <laughs> just because it's funny. You know, it allows him to just go, and it's it's funny. Um, the very first scene where we see her, young Emma, um, in the movie theater watching The Sword in the Stone. Sword in the Stone? Yes, Sword in yes, the Stone. Sword in the Stone. That's right. Um, Ooh, forgot all about that. And Thank Dude you. appears, which we haven't seen Who him yet. Who is that guy? We don't know. Who we haven't seen dude? him yet. Um, and he tells her, if you ever random get Random usher. Right, random usher. That's probably what he is in the credits. Um, one day you'll get a chance to do this. Don't do it. Now, I mean, think about that. Mm. She was a kid. How bizarre is that? You know, so all of this was set in motion. All of this was foretold, you know, and and so into episode two, we get even further into it, obviously, because the episode ends with one, um, them all getting ready to walk into Camelot because Arthur and his buds have shown up saying, hey, Merlin said that you were coming. We knew to expect you. He foretold it. And so we're going to take you into Camelot with us. And they're like, woohoo. And um, next thing you know, boom, they're back in Granny's Diner wearing all their finery six weeks later, and they have no memory whatsoever of what happened. <laughs> if that were me, I'd be like, what? Again? Again? Come on! <laughs> no. I mean, how many times? Come on. Um, but, and then Emma shows up in all of her black garments and her, you know, white crazy hair, and she is not happy with them. And that's how it ends. And so um, I just think it's interesting that that again and again, they go back to this kind of, we're going to start all over from scratch. It's kind of like the Dallas Bobby in the shower thing. You're too young for that. You don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> and that means no one else is going to know either. And either Look it I up. To, okay. What, what was that again? Dallas, the show Dallas. Oh, Dallas. Oh, Dallas. yeah, 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 yeah. There was a horrible season where it was just a horrible season. Was it all a dream sequence? In the next, uh-huh. the beginning of the next episode, next season, Bobby was in the shower in the previous season. He had gotten killed off and it was all a bad dream. So yeah, see, that's... Oh, I got you. I got you. Anyway. No, I remember that. Yeah. I just... I know you just wanted to There was to an me. uproar. There was... Oh my gosh, it was, was huge. Oh, you killed Bobby. You killed, you killed Bobby. You that's back Bobby. when there was only a handful of channels. Yeah, there were like three. CBS, NBC, and, and ABC. And uh, so if there was a TV show, it was like, super popular and like millions upon millions of people watched it. Whereas now it's not uncommon for, especially on cable for, you know, maybe four or 5 million people watching it. And it's like, Oh, that's a huge hit. Yeah. But back in the day you had like, 15 yeah it was an event 20 million people watching right. one show well which like is i said we didn't you know back then you didn't have netflix you couldn't catch up on shows you either watched it or you, you didn't, didn't have anything on demand right you didn't have any you big... couldn't dvr it uh-uh. uh until vcrs came along you couldn't tape it <laughs> you couldn't tape it <laughs> you either had to watch it live or, yes, and did. they didn't rerun it no i mean rarely if it was like maybe in the summer yeah so you kids you kids got it made you guys got it good. you got it made you got it kids good. got it great mm-hmm Nothing on TV. You're going to pop have, on Netflix. Yeah. We didn't have Netflix when we were coming up. <laughs> That's right. That's <laughs> so, right. We didn't have any of that fancy stuff. Uh, so re- really promising start to the season. And uh, what I another thing I really loved is uh, tonight. Uh, we're recording this on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, when it was almost seven, our oldest, uh, Macy, she just... She said, "Oh, seven. She ran into the <laughs> ran into the living room, and slid across just, the floor in her socks. In her socks. And it's like, okay, everybody, it. be quiet. 
That's right. It's getting ready to start. It's about to start. And that that's cool because I remember when I was a kid. I'm getting excited I'm about getting a show. Excited. And, and, and I still kind of get excited. You know, I, 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 I'm actually a little excited to watch the last episode of Fear the Walking Dead. I know mm-hmm. most, you know, maybe not everybody's going to listen to this, watches that show. But on our other podcast I do with JD, mm-hmm. uh, we cover Fear the Walking Dead. It's called Fear the Nth Cast. And uh, I'm really like, I really... You're stoked. Not not so not so much that I'm like, man, God, I wish we would get this recording over with yeah. so I can go watch that. Oh, thanks. But <laughs> but no, I, I I'm excited for it, but not the way that she was for Once Upon a Time, where mm-hmm. I'm like jumping over furniture and throwing myself onto the couch. Yeah. And like, okay. I mean, you know, they did it. They did it too. It's funny. They did it too with Agents of Shield, and so it's funny to see them go. That's true. And, and you know, that's fantasy. That's superheroes. Oh, Same thing. So I absolutely. guess we we have a problem in our house with reality. But um, oh, real fast, Hook. I just want to talk about Hook real fast because a uh, okay. First of all, I love Hook. We know why. <laughs> love Hook. You want to talk about? I Hook. love Hook. Um, <laughs> but it's uh, just watching him. I, I think it's going to be really, really interesting to see because you know the first episode, he's going to do everything he can to save Emma because he loves her so much, and so I just think that that's really, really cool to see that you know, and just to see the the chivalry in him, and he's not going to do anything that's not true to who she is, and I just think that that's kind of cool, and I, I, I'm excited for the kids to kind of see that as goofy as that sounds, because it's it's more about the relationship than just the immediate. You know, no, I get that, and him and Bell or uh, basically walk a parallel line, absolutely. And so it's interesting to see that camaraderie, mm-hmm. them commiserate there as well. over. Um, and uh, you know, hopefully, be careful with oh, that. You and know? in the first episode, we saw the rose, the enchanted rose. Yes, that was cool. Bell wanted to go off in the adventure too, but she didn't want to re- leave Rumple in case he passes. <laughs> I was like, wow, that's well, that's hard. That's... And um, so uh, Blue Fairy. Who you love. Oh, the blue fairy. The blue fairy. She gave the enchanted rose, which is the first time that we'd seen that. So that was kind of cool. That was cool. But I wonder, it still bugs me that she has to tote that thing around in Camelot. I mean, a little tinier enchanted rose, maybe on a pendant, would have been much easier. Something a little more simple. Yeah, something you you don't have to worry about. Portable. A portable enchanted rose would have been great. Can I get this? This is coming a smaller size. Can I get a smaller one? Get a smaller one, please. Get a little one that I could take and put in my pocket. I don't think this is going to travel well. (laughs) This glass crystal rose. What you got over there? So I wanted to talk just a little bit. Uh, and this maybe gives some overall context for this podcast and kind of what we want to do for the future and just how important uh, fairy tales are mm. um, to the world, to mm. the to to everyone. And um, there's actually a quote from Albert Einstein, and um, it, it just I think it kind of encapsulates the importance of fairy tales. And he said, "If you want your children to be intelligent." Read them fairy tales. If you want them to be more intelligent, read them more fairy tales. And to me, they're so important because fairy tales show kids how to handle problems. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it 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 allows you to most most fairy tales center around a dire situation, right? And I feel like one of the things that, that you can do as a child is you, 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 again, this goes back to that black and white conversation Mm -hmm. is you can very much take a situation and be in a safe place and process and analyze, uh, this story on this problem and how you would fix it. And, 
um, I, I think that's a very critical um, learning tool mm-hmm. uh, for kids. Uh, in, you're, you're removed from it, uh, but you have a good guy to root for. You have a bad guy to kind of project your your, your anger towards. Um, uh, anytime I can give my kids something, they can tr- project their anger away from me. It's mm-hmm. always win. <laughs> would be um, would be desirable, and I think it also teaches your kids how to have emotional resiliency mm. because of these problems, because of these uh, real issues. Um, it gives kids the ability to, again, in a safe environment, um, kind of take and, and, and deal and unpack these issues and problems they're going to face, even as children, but as they get older. And because a lot of fairy tales are harsh. Most fairy and most tales fairy are tale, harsh. fairy tale characters don't have both of their parents. I can't think of any fairy tale. Well, okay, in in... Um. Wow, my brain just went away. That's okay. You're probably probably trying to think of Bambi. That's oh probably God, what you're... No, no Bambi. <laughs> That's a old Disney oh, factor anyway. Oh, uh, Disney. We, no, no character in Disney uh, realm can have a mother. No, none, <laughs> none can have a mother. Um. Yeah. I, you know. And I think. Um. I think too. One of the things that that is so cool about fairy tales is, and and what we're going to see, I think, with this season of Once Upon a Time, is the redemption. You know, and and um. Just the the fact that in a, in a fairy tale you can start off one way and then do something really good and kind of redeem yourself. I love that aspect of it. You know, redemption is a big thing in a fairy tale. I think. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, and I. That's important for I think a lot of people to understand, and for, for whatever reason, I feel like a lot of people don't really believe in redemption anymore, and that's. I get that. Um, but that kind of scares me mm-hmm. because I don't want I don't want my children to grow up to be adults that don't believe that if you make a mistake you're done. Right. It's all about Now there's some mistakes chances. obviously you can't come back from. Yeah. Yeah, there's but some big ones. There's there is forgiveness and there is redemption. Absolutely. And uh I think the biggest lesson I think I would want them to learn from any of this is that you have to work for it. Mm-hmm. And it's not redemption. It's not just something that, oh, you did something bad and maybe one day people just forget about it Mm-mm. and it's done. No, you got a long road ahead of you. Right. Uh, and, and, but, but it is possible. It is and possible. So I think that's an important aspect um, as well. And I, I think a lot of times we forget that fairy tales are, are, uh, it, a, a universal language, mm-hmm. if you will. A, mm-hmm. Every culture has fairy tales. In fact, some cultures have like the same basic fairy tales. And I think that's interesting yeah. uh, that it, it crosses certain boundaries. And I think that, it, you know, all these, all these different cultures thought it important enough to teach their children through this, this, this mechanism. Uh, there's got to be something to it. Sure. Um, well, it's I, a parable. I, it's, it's just like, you know, anything that we've read, read about in, in other things, you know, it's parables. People learn well through stories. Um, I know with us, whenever I'm trying to teach something to the kids, the best way for me to try to get a point across is to either make up a story or tell them something, you know, that, that they can kind of relate to. Now, granted, like the three little pigs, I'm not real sure how that's relatable because that's weird. But, 
you know, it, you get something out of it. You learn about being careful and learn this and learn this. So you take that away. You know, this pig wasn't very smart and this pig wasn't very, you know, I mean. Well, it's so about being studious and right. not being lazy. Right. And, and being and, careful and, you know. And, and, and not being careless. Right. And, right. So, you know, and then it, I think. But also being kind and also being um, patient mm-hmm. uh, because you got to think about uh, the, the, the one pig with the brick house he did let his other two brothers in so that they would be safe, even right. though they didn't follow instructions and, and built their houses in a, such a manner that uh, they got blown caused over. them in, to get into trouble. But right. we digress. We do. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> you know, and, and one of the things, and, and we are big on fairy tales here, and we are big on um, every kind of fairy tale you can imagine. We read a lot of fairy tales. I know right now Macy's got a book that she's reading. It's called Flunked, and it's it's about that fairy tale reform school. And, and we've read The School for Good and Evil, which was a fabulous book. If you haven't read that and you like fairy tales, it's a young adult book. Um, I read a lot of young adult books so that I know when the kids are reading stuff, if it's cool for them or not, or if it's something that I need to explain or or just kind of be ready for. Um, but the School for Good and Evil, you know, it's funny, you were talking about the fairy tales that people read and kind of teach to their kids in there. There's an, an author of the story, um, kind of like Once Upon a Time, and uh, and he writes the stories and the kids just wait and wait and wait. And if it's it's a huge event when the hmm. new fairy tale comes out. And so it's really, you know, so that's kind of woven through everything, the tales and the stories and, and the heroes. And um, so it's it's kind of fascinating to see it from that perspective, too. And then, you know, all these characters are the same, like you said, you know, whether you're reading about it in a, a school for good and evil, or if you're reading about it in. And I'm trying to think what other book. Well, even Disney's The Descendants. I mean, it's all the same. You know, it's all the same people. It's just being retold again and again, differently and differently and differently. Well, there's yeah. I mean, there's only a handful of basic stories right. that get retold over and over again. It's just the execution of that sure. telling. Yeah. Um. But teaching story is, I think, another important aspect that fairy tales bring to the table because they're very. They tend to be very uh, uh, simplistic mm-hmm. in their overall, end. Yep. yes, in their overall plot. Plot, uh, you know. So anything that can help a, a, a child understand that a story requires a setting and characters and a plot, and within that plot you have rising action, uh, a climax, and then a resolution. Um, it also that also helps you understand the difference between fiction versus nonfiction mm-hmm. and um, it, it, anything that can help a child understand a story, I think is important because once you get that framework down, once you understand how a story works, then you can take and apply that to so many different situations in your life and you can move on to other stories and other things that you've got the critical thinking skills now uh, that you can then use to apply to these other um, uh, other things that you're reading and other things that you're trying to comprehend. Even in school, I think um, it can help you um, can also help you make those predictions and uh, comprehend, you know, okay, what may happen in this story, which then leads to using your imagination. Mm-hmm. Uh, and overall, I think that's what I'm trying to say is that I think without fairy tales, uh, a, a, a child can be crippled uh, in in developing their imagination. And I think that's that's the worst thing I think can happen is that anyone that is not given the freedom and ability to develop and play within their imagination, um, they're destined for, or, or, uh, 
later in life. Uh, and I think, you know, for me, man, how, how different would I be if my imagination was stifled uh, when I was younger? And I don't want to even think about what that person would be uh, at all. What about you? I mean, what, what do fairy tales mean to you? Well, you know, it's an escape for sure. I was an only child of an only child. So, you know, fairy tales were something different for me than they were for probably, well, I know our kids because it's something that they do together. For me, it was something I kind of dove into, you know, and, and, um, when, you know, I, and I lost my dad when I was young. And so a fairy tale, when I identified with somebody who didn't have a dad, you know what I mean? So it was kind of a different, it was a different perspective for me. It was more identifying and, um, escape Mm -hmm. than really, I, maybe the imagination played into it. I'm I'm not sure. I'd have to think really, really hard about that. But you could like identify or relate to a character and say, hey, wait, that's like me. Yeah. And then through their story, find maybe peace or healing or a, a way to cope uh, with what you were going on, what was going on in your real life. Yeah. Or, or what not to do for sure. Okay. You know, and, and I think that that's important too. You know, and I think that's an important lesson to teach people. You know, you can you can do all these things or you can not do these things. These are important to figure out, too. You know, you don't eat somebody's house. Um, I think these are important life lessons. Another quote from Albert Einstein. Oh, here this we is, go. Apparently, this is the Albert Einstein podcast now. I didn't know that he was all into fairy tales. Uh, he he was very much into imagination. As a matter of fact, a lot of the the developments and inventions and, and, and things that he came up with, uh, his thought process is because he kind of had a stifled childhood and he didn't let his imagination go until he was a little bit older. Mm. And so he kind of attributes the fact that he didn't, we, we tend to get ground down as we get older. No, <laughs> I don't know why, you know, imagine. life and stuff. <laughs> um, but our creative thinking tends to get, squashed sure. because it's like, well, no, I got to punch the clock and put That's food right. on the table. I have and, life. Yeah. Life, life gets in the way. Life does. Uh, but he, he said, when I examine myself and my methods of thought, I come to the conclusion that the gift of fantasy has meant more to me than any talent for abstract, positive thinking. Hmm. So he attributes their fantasy and fairy tales to his ability to come up with these complex um, calculations. Well, I guess it makes sense. I mean, he came up with E equals MC squared. Yeah, that's the only one I know. And if you think about it, you ha- there's a lot of imagination that has to come with thinking these things through. Sure. And it's not all just logic all the time. It's usually not logic. There's there's the a time. reason why we have a balance, right? And so, um, what balance is what I want to teach my children mm-hmm. anyway. And mm-hmm. I also want to teach my children to enjoy reading. And I'm more than pleased that they enjoy reading um, every day. Mm-hmm. In fact, most days before they go off to sleep. They're reading a book. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm very glad that the school encourages them to read 20 minutes a day. And I was surprised at the chart that they showed us at parent-teacher night that if you read 20 minutes a day, if a child reads 20 minutes a day, how much further along uh, they are uh, by the time they get to sixth grade than they are if someone 
uh, that only reads five minutes a day mm. or ten minutes a day. It's yeah. like it's like an astronomical difference. It is a, it's a humongous difference. Well, and like you said, it's because they're using all their parts of their brain to help figure things out. If you can read and if you can understand stories, even if they're goofy stories, um, there's something called Moo and Mudge or Mini, Mini and Moo. It's about two cows who have adventures. I don't know. That's what Rhett's reading right now. But I mean, it, you know, it's <laughs> funny. But it, you know, it, it helps you. It helps you think, and it helps them think, and it helps them kind of put it all together. And I think that that's what's so important. It helps you. You take this piece, and you take this piece, and you see this situation. And yeah, this situation may be completely far fetched, um, but it helps you kind of piece it all together. And I, and I think that that's critical and crucial and, and that's why it's cool to watch i mean like i said it's it's not just you're talking about fairy tales and fantasy and and i mean everything that we do right now i mean think of the biggest movies that are out right now it's either fairy tale or fantasy nothing is real who yeah. wants real real is real get, i get enough real every, every day, day. And, and so you want to escape and it's it's a little bit of the escaping and it's a little bit of these are characters you know and so they're familiar to you and that's a big part of it too you pick up any sleeping beauty book you know what's going to happen you know i mean you know she's going to take a nap and he's going to wake her up but it's all the stuff in between that you know makes your mind kind of work differently you know i'm with you i'm with you you're with me so Thanks. that's it that's, That's what you're going to get out of this podcast is we're going to talk a lot about Ran- once upon a time and then a lot of random <laughs> stuff at the down, end. Down but no, the it all hole. fit. It all, but, but I don't think we fell down the rabbit hole off topic. I think we stayed on topic and we gave a lot of information about fairy tales, which that's what this is about. And so we appreciate you listening. We do very much. Thank and you. So we hope that you enjoyed this. Please. Episode two, we're actually going to record probably within the next day or so. So you're going to have two of these things probably within the same week. I shouldn't make promises that I can't keep. No, I think we could probably do that because I don't want to get to the point where we're having to think (laughs) about what we're talking about. Because like right now, episode two is fresh on my brain and I want to talk about it so bad. So one of the other things that's very important to us is feedback. And we appreciate your feedback. We want to know, how are we doing? Did you like the episode? Uh, Was there anything that you didn't like? We're adults. We have seen enough fairy tales to be able to use what we learn from them to uh, process our emotions uh, and, and use constructive criticism uh, in a healthy manner. Did you like that? That was that was very, that, very well said. Okay. Just be nice. Uh, but no, this is, we, we want to build a community. Sure. Um, and we, we want, we've we're already started doing that with all the other people, uh, I just keep saying all the other podcasts under, we're just going to call it a network because essentially that's what it is. I like umbrella. We can call it umbrella. Because I can see like a yellow umbrella with a big, ooh, I keep hitting things with a big N on it. Okay. And stuff falling down. We'll put you in charge of that. Oh, the umbrella? We'll put you in charge of that. Awesome. But this is the first, uh, would we call this clean or PG? We'll just call it PG. We have been so good. I am so proud of us. (laughs) I am proud of us as well. I am very proud of us. I'm not going to have to edit anything at all. I know. Uh, But this is the first, what you would call clean PG podcast under the umbrella. Uh, If you haven't heard the nth cast or fear the nth cast, uh, we definitely, I haven't, I haven't heard fear the end of the past because <laughs> I don't, I don't like don't stuff like that. Walking, it has yeah, nothing to do fine. with y'all. I don't like that kind of stuff. Uh, but definitely give those, uh, 
give those a listen. Uh, you might want to do those, uh, listen to those when the kids are somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. uh, just, Our kids just don't even listen FYI. to it. Oh, no, I would not let my kids listen to that. <laughs> what was it? We were in the car the other day, and it was, you were, we had I was on, playing the first part like, of one of them. There was three seconds. We're like, oh, yeah, you oh, can listen to this. And oh, nope. nope. <laughs> Turn that off. So we want it to be something that you can listen to with your kids if you want to and talk to them about what we talk about. And if not, that's cool, too. Yeah. And like I said, we appreciate you listening. Absolutely. You can get in contact with us. I think I actually set a Twitter up. Uh, if you want, if you want to um, uh, tweet us, you can do it. Uh, I believe it's at once uponeth. 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 I'm not saying that right. Well, no, not really. Uponeth. You know, like uponeth. Or I tell you what, this will make it even easier. <laughs> you can email us at once. O-N-C-E. At nthcast.com. That's oh, NTH. That it, well, it will be. Oh, nice. It will be. I, I guess I got to do that right after we're done with this. Because you can't, because you don't like uponeth? It's hard to say. It's fun to say. Is Everybody it? say it. Uponeth. 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 As loud as you can. Uponeth. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> Thank you for listening. We will see you next episode with. <laughs> I didn't know what you wanted me to say. You just don't want to say uponeth. I don't. Once uponeth a time. It's fun. Say it. Uponeth. Once uponeth, uponeth a time. See, because the N T H. Get it? U P O N T H. Nth. That's where it came from. Uponeth. Now it's hard to say. Uponeth. It's like saying raisin fast three times. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>